Welcome to episode number two of the Cleveland Sports Podcast, and if you didn't already see, I did change the name um, of this podcast to Cleveland versus the World. I thought this was a little more fitting. Um, I was having a little bit of fun with it, and I really liked that name, so I just went with it. So on today's episode, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers' good start. Now, I mean, when you say a good start, a good start for them is going to be different than some other teams, but I think compared to expectations, they are really playing well. Um, the team looks good. They're coming along. They're improving is the big thing. And, I mean, the, the question is, can they compete with some of the you know top-tier teams? That remains to be unseen, but they are, you know, they are beating pretty handily some of these bottom-tier teams, which is a good sign. Whereas, you know, I think a lot of people expected them to only win, you know, 20, 25 games this year. And they're sitting at 9-9. Uh, nine nine. They're at about 500. Um you know, I expect them to finish there this year. And really, I, I, I do expect them to be a playoff team. I think a lower seed playoff team um, is about where they're at. I, I think that's definitely possible. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that, and we're going to talk a little bit about that here. So the first person I want to talk about on the Cavs is Colin Sexton. I, and I, it's no doubt that he is improving, you know, every game. He's improved every year so far. His rookie year, he averaged about... A little under 17 points a game last year, about 20, and now this year he's really close to 25 points a game. And he's shooting 52% from the field and 46% from three, which is actually very good. I mean, anytime you can make over half your shots, you're going to put up points. And I, I, that's really his best skill, I think, is scoring. His shooting has been improving. And he's really playing his way into the most improved player of the year conversation and even a possible all-star consideration. So if the Cavs could have someone in the all-star game that's not named LeBron James, I mean, that's going to be great. And, you know, I mean, LeBron has really made this franchise and we've only ever really won with him. And now that the Cavs are playing pretty well without him, it's a good sign. But I I think Colin Sexton, when you, when you watch him, he's always looking to get everybody involved. And I, I think that's really important. I know a couple nights ago when I was watching the Lakers game, he was when he was running the break, he was always he was always running with his head up and looking to make the next pass. Sometimes he would just put his head down and just drive to the basket, and he would take it up on a couple of uh, you know big defenders. And I, I that's really not what you want to see. So I definitely room to improve on his driving ability, and I think defensively he also has to improve. I but that's not just him. I think everyone on the Cavs has to prove defensively. I think they're try- the team is trying to make strides defensively. And I think they're getting there. I, I you know, th- There's a couple things that they've been doing that we'll talk about that have been trying to improve the defense, but they still rank pretty low in defense. They rank pretty low in offensive efficiency. And uh, as they are putting up points, you know, I, the very first game against the Nets after they traded for Jared Allen and Terry and Prince, they put up, I think it was 142 points, and, and they beat the Nets, which is great. But then, a couple nights ago when they played the Lakers, and I was really watching that game, and they were turning it over a lot. It, it, it seemed like, you know, down the stretch, it, the, they were keeping it close with the Lakers. They very easily could have won that game. Because, yeah, LeBron had 46, and he couldn't really miss. But there were a lot of in- instances where the Cavs would go down the floor, and then they would turn it over. And that wasn't just Sexton. That was a lot of um, Drummond did that to Darius Garland as well. So definitely not just him. But speaking of Andre Drummond, I I want to give him some props here. He's a very good rebounder. I mean, he's not the most efficient player, but I mean, he's averaging about 15 rebounds a game this year. And he's not necessarily known for his scoring, but he's averaging almost 19 points a game. And that is a career high for him to this point. 
And he, I, I think he has been a big part of the Cavs' you know, good start. And when we traded for him last winter, I, I really was confused on why we did it. Because hey, he was an expensive center who not many people thought was worth all that money. You know, he, could, he couldn't shoot free throws. He, he, he could get rebounds, sure, but I mean, he was very inefficient. Kind of lazy on the defensive end, but now that he's here... And, you know, I really had a chance to watch him play. He's giving a lot of effort defensively. He gets a lot of rebounds, and he's putting points up. I mean, you know, yeah, he, he can definitely be better as well. I don't think he's your traditional, you know, top-tier center in today's league like Embiid or Jokic, but I, I do think he's very good at what he does. I think he's an extremely good rebounder, like I said. And, I mean, anytime you can get 19 points out of your center along with 15 rebounds, that's absolutely incredible, especially when you have – you know, one point guard in Colin Sexton, and then another point guard in Darius Garland who can both score. So I, I, I think that that duo there, Colin Sexton and Andre Drummond, have been, you know, crucial this year to the Cavs' success. I know the Cavs have dealt with a lot of injuries, you know, with the rookie Okoro and Garland's been out a little bit. You know, so they have been banged up. And to be 9-9 nine and nine and, you know, playing some good competition, I mean, you, you were in it. You know, you were close with the reigning NBA champs. You beat the Nets twice. You've been beaten up on the Pistons all year. Uh, so they have had some bad games. Like, uh, they got absolutely blown out by the Celtics. So, I, I mean, it hasn't been perfect. But I think for a team like the Cavs to go 500, where they were expected to be a lottery team, so far is a very good start. Now, uh, another part to this really good start that I want to talk about is the Nets trade. You know, I I, I don't know how the Cavs got into this trade, but I, whatever the GM Kobe Holtman did, I, it, it worked. I, he's, I don't know how you got Tarion Prince and Jarrett Allen for a, a handful of picks. It was, that, that absolutely blew my mind because Tarion Prince is not bad off the bench. I mean, he, he can come in, he can ball handle a little bit. He can really do a little bit of everything. And I was talking to my one friend, and they think Jared Allen's the future at center, and I, I really didn't think of it that way, and that they are right. I, I, I do think they're right. Jared Allen has been playing very solid. He always has been a very underrated center, and now he's coming to Cleveland where we have a lot of big men, and he's really standing out. Especially against the Lakers a couple nights ago, he, he it seemed like every, you know, Whenever the Cavs weren't turning it over, he was scoring. It, you know, Sexton or Garland would drive in and just kind of dump it off to him, and he'd somehow be wide open. So I, I think he, this Nets trade kind of flipped whatever the Cavs are trying to do and really put them, you know, pushed them over. Hey, plus, you did beat the Nets twice, especially in their big three debut. You, you beat them. Uh, it was like back-to-back nights. So, I, I mean, nah, there is that. But yeah, Tarion Prince comes off the bench, does a little bit of everything, and Jared Allen might just be your future center, because I, you know, back to Andre Drummond, they are paying him a lot of money, and there's a lot of questions whether he wants to be here. Um, is he going to be gone this off season? Then there's some rumors that, you know, he he's going to want to buy out now to go join the Nets. Um, that's a lot of money for the Cavs to buy out. I mean, it, you know, 28 million right now is kind of a lot, but I. When you do watch the Cavs, there's a lot of energy, and it seems like everyone's into it. Everyone wants to be here, so I, I mean, I, I don't know how believable that is. But I, if they let Drummond walk, honestly, after watching Jared Allen play, I think I'd be all right with it, because because you still have Larry Nance. I mean, Kevin Love is there. He hasn't he hasn't really played much due to injury. I th- I do think he, Kevin Love's got to go. By the way, 
But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm thinking Jared Allen and Larry Dance are going to be your future big men. Um, he, even that Dil, even Dylan Windler has played all right from you know what when he's been in. So I I mean he he could possibly be another solid option off the bench. And I mean you know the the Cavs really went big on the big men, which I was really thinking that's kind of what they needed to do, since you they still believe a Garland, and Sexton keeps making these strides. So uh, you're solid in the backcourt. All you needed was some front court play. So the I think the biggest thing that you have to talk about when you talk about the Cavs improving and taking that next step is J.P. Bickerstaff. I, th- now this was I, I really compare this to the Browns head coaching situation with Freddie Kitchens last year and Kevin Stefanski now. Because remember the Cavs last year they inked. Uh, John Beeline, the former Michigan head coach, to that huge deal. I mean, it was like five years, I mean, multiple million dollars a year. And I, I, I really liked the move. I, he, he did some good things at Michigan. I thought he was going to be a good hire here. I, I was really, really excited about that. And it just flopped. I mean, he, he really wasn't... He, he Now, he didn't have the hype that Freddie Kitchens did coming into the year, so I'll give him that. But he, he did have some expectations, you know, with a young guard in Colin Sexton and a couple of pieces here and there that he was supposed to win a game or two, you know, you know, each week. And he, he really didn't do that, I, especially after those com- that thug comment thing that he said, you know, where he said that they were playing like slugs and you know, the players took it the wrong way and just kind of kept you know, kept going with it. So it really didn't work out. And then J.P. Bickerstaff comes in and toward the end of the year starts winning some games. So, I, it, you know, and he started off 3-0 and this year. I think the culture change has been immense. I think he comes in, he takes the locker room, much as Kevin Stefanski did, and just changes the culture. Just kind of takes over, shows them what a winning culture looks like, and applies it. And, you know, Freddie Kitchens came in, didn't have the locker room, had some talent, but, you know, it just kind of shows you how important coaching is in today's league, in both football and basketball, really. You know, if you don't have the locker room and you don't have a winning culture, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to win games or be successful. So, you know, Bickerstaff now is, like I said, started off 3-0. He's currently 9-9. and About 500 is where I we would expect them to finish after this season, after what we've seen throughout this year, I, I think that's very fair. Now, obviously, in Kevin Stefanski's case, he's given a lot more talent. Um, but, you know, he really came in, changed the culture, applied a winning mindset, and it worked. And I think J.P. Bickerstaff is doing that very well this year, and I think he really goes under the radar. And not many people really know, you know, kind of how much he's doing for this team. Um, especially, you know, in, in these hard times with COVID and, you know, the season being cut short last year and not a whole lot to work with this year in terms of training camp and, you know, summer camps and all that. And the last thing I want to touch on quickly is the Cavs drafting Isaac Okoro. I think this was a really good pick. You know, when they were at five, I was thinking we were going to get Obi Toppin out of Dayton. I, I really liked him because he was just he was just a big brand. He was flashy. I mean, he was, he was box office. But since, you know, I, he fell to the Knicks and you took Okoro in, I, the more I looked into it, the more it made sense because the Cavs really lacked defense. And I, I talked a little bit ago about how they've been trying to make strides defensively, and this is one of the things that they've done. 
I think this was very important. Now, this is one of the two things I think they've done to improve their defense. Jared Allen was the other one. He's a very good rim protector, blocks a lot of shots, plays very good in the paint. Okoro's very good on the perimeter. We, again, he's been hurt this year. You haven't seen really what he can do, but he's still very young. I mean, he's only not, not even halfway through his first NBA season, and I think he's playing pretty well already. You know, I I remember early on in the year he had that game-winning and one. I think I I think it was just preseason, but I mean, or it might have been the first game of the year. I don't remember exactly, but he had the game-winning and ones, and you're like, all right, well, maybe this gets something special. And, and even a couple games ago against the Lakers, he was always guarding. I mean, he got in at the end, and he was always guarding whoever had the balls. It, it was positive to see. So I I think in general, the Cavs are in a good spot. With Colin Sexton improving, we didn't talk much about Darius Garland. He's been a little bit hurt, but I mean, I think he complements Colin Sexton well. He's having a much better year this year than he was last year. Last year he was a turnover machine, and I mean, this year it's still a little bit, you know, kind of an issue. But this year it's much better. So you have two really good guards. I do expect Colin Sexton to be in the most improved player conversation. I think he'll win that award if he keeps playing like this. And even a possible all-star. The East is kind of loaded with guards, but it could be possible. Andre Drummond, a very good rebounder, very good scorer, playing a big role. And then that Nets trade, like I said, really did it. And J.P. Bickerstaff is bringing it all together. I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done this year. Um, and I, honestly, he he could really even be in Coach of the Year conversation. I mean, I know I'm, obviously I'm a little biased being a big Cleveland fan, but I, I really think he needs to be considered for that award with the amount of work he's doing and not really a whole lot of pieces to do it with. I mean, he's taken a lot of these guys who are kind of flying under the radar. Doesn't really have a big-name guy. Maybe Andre Drummond. But, you know, I mean, doesn't really have a top 10 player in the league that some coaches have to work with. And he's winning games with it. And I, I really think that's important. So the expectations for the Cavs now this year I think are to be a six to eight seed. I, I think if you can be a low playoff seed, you can, you know, get into the playoffs. Um, uh, do you expect them to win a series? Being the lower seed, probably not. Especially for the eight seed, you're probably playing the Sixers, who look really good right now. So uh, obviously, it, it might be a little disappointing if they miss the playoffs, but I don't think they will. I I, I fully believe I think they'll make the playoffs. So that's about all we have for you for episode number two, um, Cavs Good Start podcast. I, I think this is um, this is really coming along. Um, stay tuned; the content is coming, especially next week. We'll have a guest speaker, and we will have a Super Bowl special for you. That video, I'm ex- that uh, podcast, I'm excited about. I think that's going to be a really good one. So you know, stay tuned; the content's heating up. Thank you for listening, as always.